Business banking shouldn't feel like another transaction. UMass 5's Commercial Services Division is comprised of business owners, so when it's time to make crucial decisions, we're ready with advice drawn from hands-on experience. Contact Jeff Simpson, CFA, at 413-256-5560 or visit umass5.coop business. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg, host of the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS. And welcome to Business West Business Talk, sponsored by UMass Five College Federal Credit Union. And now your host, George O'Brien, editor and associate producer of Business West. Thank you very much, Chris. Welcome to the first installment of Business Talk. Uh, we're very excited about this new podcast brought to you by Business West and Living Local. Uh, this is a, a great uh, concept we've come up with to talk with business owners and uh, people involved in the business community in Western Mass. This is obviously a very challenging time, a very interesting time for all of us. And with all of that, uh, I want to get right to our, our first guest. She is Nancy Creed. Uh, she is the president of the Springfield Regional Chamber of Commerce. And I can think of no one better to uh, kick this podcast off than you, Nancy. How are you, first of all? I'm well. How are you? And I'm really honored to be your inaugural guest. Uh, you should be honored. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, like I said, you are a natural to have on it as a first guest because at any time uh, that I could think of, you would be a, a great first guest, but especially now, uh, given all that's going on uh, between the pandemic and the reopening, uh, the worst recession slash depression in, in over 80 years, um, this is obviously, like I said, a very challenging, interesting time for everyone. And, and, and I know you've got a lot of thoughts on this and you've got a lot to talk about. I want to start with the reopening. Uh, this is now mid-May, I'm sorry, mid-June almost. Uh, we're three months into this pandemic. Uh, the long-awaited opening has finally begun here uh, in Massachusetts and in Springfield. Uh, can you talk about what your members are telling you about how this reopening is going uh, whether it's come too late, as some suggest, whether it's come too early, uh, whether we, we have this on track or not. You know, I think, George, um, it's kind of a mixed bag. There are some folks that wish it went faster. There are some folks who are still overly cautious um, and would like it to slow down a little bit. But um, every couple of weeks, we poll our members um, as to what the impact is, get their sense of, of what's happening in the community and in the business community. Um, and interestingly enough, about a month ago, when um, we really started to to move into the, the new normal and the new phases, um, we asked them if they were more concerned about the economic impact to their business or a resurgence of COVID-19. And overwhelmingly, about more than 90% said they were more concerned with the health impact than the economic impact. Um, so I think that speaks volumes to um, the business community's understanding of this pandemic um, from a health perspective and the fact that they want to be sure that everyone is healthy and safe um, so that they can reopen and we can in a successful manner. Hmm. I think we learned a lot about polling back in the 2016 election, perhaps, about um, you know, whether to, to take some numbers with a, with a grain of salt. Those numbers sound awfully high to me, considering the, the depth of the disruption that, that I've seen, that I've witnessed, and the concern that I've heard from business owners across every single aspect of the economy. They really wanted to reopen. Um, 
But do you, you put uh, faith in those numbers that, that people are, are more concerned, business owners at this point more concerned about uh, this pandemic and, and, and safety than, than getting those doors back open again? You know, I think that, the, well, it's certainly not a scientific data. It's just a, a touch point in time. Um, anecdotally, I hear from a lot of business owners, um, and this was actually a key point that we made when we presented to the reopening advisory board was challenged now, we are struggling now, but we cannot survive a second wave So, to make sure that we get this right. So I think those, the data combined with those um, anecdotal conversations, I think does, does tell me that folks are really concerned about the health impact because they also see that it will have a greater economic impact. Now, let's go back a few minutes, uh, back a few months, actually, right from the very beginning. And I, I want to say this sincerely. I've been very impressed with the amount of information that your chamber has been dispensing to its members. Uh, and Thanks. Right I appreciate that. that. Well, it's always been a role of the Chamber of Commerce, any chamber, uh, especially yours, to put information in the hands of people who need it, uh, small business owners, large business owners, uh, and people need this kind of information. And like I said, right from the get-go, you've been right out there um, just getting people information on, on everything you can think of, from the, from the PPP to the new guidelines for reopening or these, these polling information. So talk about how the pandemic has kind of changed the role for chambers. Not really changed it, but uh, probably made it even more important than ever before, but then segue quickly into the challenges that it has presented for chambers. You know, what I just said, you're more important than you ever have before, and yet chambers, like a lot of businesses in this region, are now fighting for their very lives. You know, I think um, I can only speak to the Springfield Regional Chamber, George, but um, so within three days of Massachusetts setting up their command center, we stood up our command center because we felt that the role that the chamber should play and could play was making sure that we were connecting our businesses um, with the resources they needed to survive this challenge, to handle the crisis, to look forward, to make sure that our economy in whatever shape, way, shape or form at the moment it was taking could move forward. Um, and so for that, it was making sure that they had the most up-to-date information so they could make decisions relative to their business. Um, it was making sure, I think the last count we connected over one and a half million pieces of personal protective equipment to our members because um, they, they needed that to actually continue to operate. Um, we wanted to make sure that they understood the loan programs that they had. So for us, um, it really was making sure that we were a resource and that the information that you're we collecting and then disseminating on was credible and authoritative. Um, there's so much information out there that we wanted to make sure we weren't just spreading rumors um, and things that may, that, that may be misinforming our, our business community. Um, and so, you know, from that perspective, we really wanted to be a resource. We also pivoted um, to making sure, even though we are a membership-driven organization and we survive on um, members' investment in our mission and in our work, we recognized that we needed to bring the entire business community forward. So we were providing the information and resources and support um, and answering questions regardless of if you were a member. Um, we are all in this together and we all needed to work together to move forward. 
from a, from a um, future perspective, many chambers rely um, heavily on event revenue. And so naturally with the size gatherings, events were being canceled. Um, and so they're being challenged with that revenue source, just like any other business um, dry, drying up. Um, chambers are also not eligible for most of the loan programs. Um, so unlike another business where they could get a PPP, um, chambers are not able to do that. So you see a lot of chambers your chamber lows. Uh, we actually are in a really healthy financial position going into this. Um, so it has made that a little bit easier. We absolutely have our challenges. Um, we have, have seen our membership numbers drop because as businesses aren't open, um, they don't actually have that discretionary income to support their local chamber. Um, but we, I, we are very fortunate, knock on wood, that we were going into this um, in a relatively good financial position. And so that is actually seeing us through. Thank you. This is Business Talk, uh, a new podcast brought to you by Business West and Living Local, sponsored today by UMass Live College Federal Credit Union. We're talking with Nancy Creed. She's the president of the Springfield Regional Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we're talking about the pandemic, of course. We're talking about chambers of commerce and how it has impacted both of those. I want to shift gears a little bit, Nancy, and talk about downtown Springfield. You and I both work here. Uh, mm-hmm. We work in the same building, actually, 1441 Main Street. You're on the first floor. I'm on the sixth floor. We see each other once in a while. It, it is hard to, to walk around downtown Springfield, which I do. Legend has it almost every day. I'm out taking my walks. It, it looks like this city has lost a, a great amount of momentum there a few more for sale and for lease signs in the window it's a sector that's dominated by tourism and hospitality office buildings that are now far less occupied than they were before what do you think about springfield and its prospects for for bouncing back from this quickly and profoundly you know i certainly don't want to um use the cliches but we've kind of been here before we've been through natural disasters before, granted, this is a whole different proportion, um, but resilient region. Um, we are a resilient economy. I think we will absolutely see changes in the downtown landscape. Um, but I'm feeling pretty confident that we will come through this. It's going to take some time. Um, and the business owners that I spoke to, you know, their uh, LNA Fine Men Shop just reopened on Monday. He's actually feeling confident that his business will survive. So I think there's absolutely going to be changes. Um, but I, I, at this point, I feel pretty good that we're going to get through this. Not in the short term. It's going to take a couple of years. Um, but I do think coming through this. Have you been in any contact with the folks at MGM? Do we know what, what's happening there and what might happen with them in the weeks to come? Um, I have not had direct contact um, with Chris Kelly over there. I know he runs a great shop, and I know he's looking at this. I do know the Gaming Commission is actually taking a look at what's happening in Vegas um, and watching their reopening very closely to see what lessons learned um, they can bring back here. But, um, you know, people are excited and they're eager to go back out. Um, so I think when it is time to reopen in a safe manner, um, I, I think they're going to do just fine. Mm-hmm. How do you think the downtown will change? I mean, you talk to your members. I talk to people every day, business owners who are talking about not going back to their offices and people who are talking about working remotely, uh, maybe with a much smaller office and a, a much smaller staff. People work. How is this going to change the downtown, do you think? I think there's a lot of people who currently 
work downtown. A lot of the businesses own their livelihood to the number of people who work downtown. Uh, what are the prospects here? What are you hearing? I think we're absolutely going to see a commercial real estate impact. Um, I know folks who are originally planning to expand their office footprint um, now that they're remote working and they're seeing that it can actually work well. Um, they have put those, those plans on hold. Um, I think you're going to see more small one office, two office shops because they will, you know, want to continue to remote work, um, but they will need an office present presence. Um, I think you may see some new co-working space pop up because, again, people still need to have an office to meet clients, but they certainly don't not need an entire um, floor of an office building. So I think you're going to see some of those changes, absolutely. What's the biggest concern that you're hearing from your business owners right now? And there are a lot of them, uh, figuring out their PPP, trying to bring uh, workers back when a lot of them are making more um unemployment than they are before, before. Uh, restaurants not able to open at full capacity. What, what's the biggest concern you hear right now? I think the biggest concern I hear, which goes across all industry sectors and all size of industry, is um, unemployment and bringing their workers back. To your point, George, they can make more money on unemployment at this point because of the, um, you know, the $600 additional um stimulus checks that they've been receiving. And so that is a huge challenge. Um, it also is related to, to employees uncomfortable going back into the office. So there's that fear factor. So getting their workers back so that they can reopen is a huge challenge for us. Go back to talking about how this has changed things for, for chambers. I mean, you had uh, regular breakfast, you had uh, regular after five meetings, you were always out uh, meeting your members. All that's changed now. Uh, how do you communicate with them? How do you, I, the polling I know helps, but, but how do you keep the pulse when you're not right there in front of people? Anymore? Um, I spend a great deal of my time on Zoom calls. Um, oh, we've one. created a check-in campaign with all of our members. So, um, we have reached our members at least three times. So that's at least 1,500 phone calls that my team has made um, to check in throughout the process and see where they are. Um, and, you know, picking up the phone, email, Zoom, all of these new virtual communications that we really didn't need to rely on because we could rely on face-to-face. -face, um, we really have ramped up. So we talked about downtown for a minute. We talked about what is going to change permanently because of the pandemic. What are your business owners telling you about how business is going to change? Not just where they're working. Uh, we're talking about working at home more than uh, we have before than, than working in the office. But how is business going to change? Uh, this is the, the hot topic that everybody wants to talk about, how the pandemic is, is changing the landscape in terms of how businesses were. We're conducting this meeting by Zoom. We're doing this four months ago. We'd be in the same room. Mm-hmm. Shutter's company, or now we're enjoying Shutter's company by Zoom. But what are also business owners telling you about how business just won't be the same because of this? You know, I'll be honest with you. It, um, I'm not sure anyone really knows. We absolutely think the virtual space will be our new normal. Um, but there is always a place for in-person transactions um, and in-person communications. We will probably see more smaller meetings 
or smaller events, you won't have the big, you know, 500, 1,000 people. You may, you may see smaller um, groups gather. Um, I think you'll also see more online. So when it comes to retailers who may not have had an online presence, they're stepping up that online presence. But I really do think, um, and one thing I am hearing from people is they miss in-person conversation and they miss that relationship building. So I think there will always be a place for that. We may just do it um, in a different way and in a smaller way. We may see it more one-on-one versus networking kind of um, activities. Interesting. Uh, this is Business Talk, uh, a new podcast uh, brought to you by Business West and Living Local and sponsored today by UMass Five College Federal Credit Union. We're talking with Nancy Creed. She's the president of the Springfield Regional Chamber of Commerce. Nancy, your Outlook lunch this year, I think, was the last event where the world was normal. It was March mm-hmm. 6th. We were all gathered uh, at the Mass Mutual Center, and even that wasn't particularly normal. Uh, people were bumping elbows instead of shaking hands. Uh, some people weren't there because they just couldn't be there that day. Uh, told not to, perhaps, but corporate headquarters or whatever. That was the last time the world was normal. Uh, and and the, the phrase that has come up since then is new normal. Uh, when might the world start to return to something approaching where it was on March 6th, do you think? God, you know, that seems so long ago, George. Like, it seems like another lifetime ago. Um, I don't think if you really want a new normal and get back to what it was, um, I don't think that that will actually happen until we have a vaccine um, because this is, this, this is such a global and personal and emotional pandemic because it is public health um, that I, I don't think we'll see events like that. Even from the chamber, you know, our, our signature events are large 600 people and we typically start them in September we're not looking at that. We may consider a 150-person event um, in November, but I don't even know if that will happen. So we're really not even looking at anything on a large scale until um, January of 2021. Um, so, but even then, I mean, no one really knows. I guess what we need to do is watch how this plays out over the coming months and how we reopen and what the public health officials are suggesting for a potential surge in the fall um, and kind of take it from there. It really is a, it's kind of a day-by-day prognosis at this point. I've got to bring the conversation back to where I started. This has been a challenging time for businesses, obviously, but for chambers of commerce as well. Your, your chamber sounds like it's on solid footing. A lot of them are not. Obviously. Mm-hmm. They rely on those events. They uh, rely on their, their breakfast and, and those meetings where they bring people together, and they rely on their revenue from their members. Uh, back 30 years ago, uh, starting a business and joining a chamber, those two things almost happened on the same week. These days, it's a little bit different. Uh, you're in touch with uh, national chamber associations. You, you talk to these people all the time. What are they saying about chambers of commerce moving forward? How are they going to change can they survive all of this? So what I'm hearing is um, the latest statistics is one in four chamber will not survive this. So 25% of chambers will um, 
will close or merge. Um, I was just on a call the other day and two very large regional chambers um, in the Minnesota area actually merged. Um, and that is the first merger that I've heard so far. Um, and these were two long-standing, very large 1,000 person or 1,000 member organizations that have merged. So I think we're gonna see more of that. That will be the new norm. Um, that has not necessarily made its way to the Northeast yet, but I am hearing a lot of conversations about mergers, acquisitions, partnerships, um, dual memberships, really trying to get creative to make sure that they can keep their doors open and serve the business community and, and move, our, move our economy forward. Well, like I said at the top, I don't think there's been an event that I can think of uh, that has proven the value of chambers more than this one has. Uh, not that chambers have ever been taken for granted, but I think maybe to some extent they had. Uh, this event clearly showed that you need an organization that can present information to businesses and keep them on top of things. And like you said, reliable, accurate information. I, I hope it works out for chambers. I hope um, we're able to, to stay and, and do what they do because I don't think it would be a great loss if uh, some of the communities in this region didn't have the same kind of representation that they have. I'm sure you probably think the same way. I do. And, uh, you know, certainly by no comparison, but, um, but it's almost like your doctor. You don't really need the doctor until you're sick. Um, and you hope that you have insurance and that you hope that doctor is there to help you get it through. Okay. I think that's it for today. Nancy, I really want to thank you for, for being our first guest. And we'll have you back uh, later on down the line. This pandemic will be with us for a while. I'm sure we'll have much more to talk about in a few months down the road. Thank you I again. I hope so. And thank you all of you for listening. And remember to join us next time for another episode of Business West Business Talk, sponsored by UMass Five College Federal Credit Union.